Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me as always is the pulled pork to my brisket, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. I'm always pulling my pork somewhere. That's very true. And the uh, wah, 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 wah. You know what? The uh, the the pork belly man candy Ooh. to my brisket. Mr. Nate Laux. Your flattery will not work on me. No? No. Mm. But it, it, did. it did. It did. It did. I'm so but, I, but I've got this smooth and smoky voice tonight. I know. You, yeah. You're a little under the water, buddy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I'm a horse. I, we were in a boat race yesterday for charity, uh, and, and it was one of those things where you paddle your ass off and you you yell, like you count the number of, of uh, one, two, three, as you're doing this, these uh, these paddles, and I, I yelled my ass off. It was hard. So I saw at the, the front of these, this is a... For those of our listeners, this is a dragon boat, so it yeah. looks like a Viking boat almost. There's you're, you're you're coupled up with somebody next to you of equal size, which means I was in the middle of the boat because I'm the biggest by far. Yeah. Hey, hey, wait, hey. wait. I got something to ask. I saw at the the front of these. There's like a drum. Yes. The you know I'm a drummer. Hitting the drum. I am a drummer. And you did not ask me. Well, you're 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 a large individual. We need somebody that's drumming to be very very tiny. Yeah. You're I'm gonna- losing weight. Well, I know you are. You, you look great, but we you're need somebody tall. Like, like half your size. Yeah, we're not trying you're to get not, a tall driver. I can't help it. I cannot. You know what? It really pissed me off whenever I go to a concert and people are like, hey, tall guy, get in the back. I'm like, no, I want to enjoy this concert yeah, as well. I paid good money for these seats. I'm not doing that. Yeah, okay. I'm at the Metro enjoying MXPX like everyone else. Maybe just let me enjoy the show. Wow. Oh, you just guy. dated yourself so. I know. Okay, that's right. Wow. Anyway. Uh, I don't go to stand-up shows anymore. This <laughs> like, ragtag team that we put together with uh, with uh, uh, MC Garage Doors, Doolin Media, and Laporte Seamless Company. MC Garage Doors! Hey-yo! Wah-wah-wah! What the fuck a turn? They've had their... That's they, the garage door sound. They've had their ups and downs. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, the, the, we, we co-spon- triple co-sponsored this team because you need 21 people for these fucking boats. And we don't individually have that so we teamed up we'd never done this before and out of 12 teams we finished third this is like the most boring voltron ever i felt so good about it <laughs> but also my voice is just fucking so we just gone. yelling the whole time like so the thing is row, they, they tell you when, when to keep count it's not counting how many times your paddle hits the water but when you say the number one that's when your paddle should hit the water so it's very important to be in sync because if not, you're clicking the paddles together and hitting each other and, and you don't go fast enough. So if you're in sync, you'll win. So when you're yelling one, that's exactly when your paddle hits the water. Two. So you're just like, one, two. And I mean, screaming so everybody can hear me and then keep Like an old face. football coach. Oh my God. And it's only, it, they're two minute heats. So you're for two minutes straight, I'm yelling over and over. And that happened three times. There's only three heats of two minutes each. But for six minutes straight, you're just screaming at the, as I'm, you know, paddling and I'm fat and out of breath. So all of that happened. And I woke up this morning i was like oh how are you two minute heat talking about my love life okay anyway it was for charity it was a great time and we were it was for dunebrook who which is an incredible charity in northwest indiana uh we we had a great time we will do it again next year for sure all right all right thanks for listening to charity Uh, with ben hey uh brad where can people find you online uh you can uh (laughs) you know i'm actually starting uh my own rowboat company uh (laughs) if you want to come check it out we're we're called big rowers on high and uh this is going nowhere (laughs) Uh, <laughs> I'm sure where you're going. I'm like, I don't, I don't get that one. But, hey, you can cut this if you want. Not all of them. Not all of them. You cut this. Oh, trust me. I'm cutting all of that from the beginning. <laughs> okay. Well, never mind then. That's fine. <laughs> it's, no, it's fine. Oh, he's grumpy. We should release it. I, I can because I do all the, the production. We can release an unedited version. All right. Thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. We'll move on then. People, so. people are going to hey, love buddy, that. For our, you know what? For, it's late. We'll move on. What, what's, what's the site where people <laughs> pay for like extra only stuff? Fans. Only, only fans. Only fans. <laughs> 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 
do love that that's the first thing you guys saw. Yeah. Uh, but only no. fans, only fans. Hold on, say it again, say it again. It's only fans. <laughs> you said paid, you said paid money, feet, feet. What is that? What's actually like, uh, go on to our like where you pay Patreon. Money. Pa- Patreon. We could do that on we our Patreon. We should get a Patreon. Yeah, we got a lot of people willing to pay for it. <laughs> yeah. oh, sure. We're literally begging people just to listen to us. Welcome to the movie for podcast free. known as Go Flix Yourself, where we talk about the latest movies we've seen, the trailers, and sometimes we have time for a game or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad and, and Nate are pretty good at this, and I'm just here. This not, hey, I don't I don't like this self-talk, this negative self-talk. It's fine. What you got going on here, buddy? I love you, buddy. Uh, so... <laughs> Brad, uh, uh, what's the sponsor today? Did you bring one? You you know I brought a sponsor. I didn't. You know I was not, I was not sure. No no. Of course I brought. Hey a sponsor. Ben. Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you something. <laughs> Don't do it. Like, not tonight. It's late. I just want to get to it. What's what's your favorite ice cream scoop? What? <laughs> scooper. Scooper. Uh, like well, the yeah, brand. The one that's made out of metal that actually <laughs> your hand heats it up and no, it melts it a little what's bit. What's the kind of like the ice cream scoop you like to eat the most? Are you just asking me what's my favorite ice cream? Kind of. That's a, such a weird way to say no, that. No, because like sometimes ice- mint chocolate chip. Yeah, that's the kind. Like if you go to an ice cream shop, sure. that's the kind you kind of get. You like yeah. get a mint chocolate let's, chip. Let's say yes. How about you, Nate? Uh, I'm a I am a cookie dough fan. Okay, all right. I I, I support that. I, okay. at, at the Culvers, I like a, a, a cookie Mate, dough why? and a peanut butter cup mix. That's a, that's a great mix right there. It, I, I it, fully I fully support. It's that. wonderful. It yeah. makes my life so much happier. I like I like Oreos. No but one asks you. you yeah, I do. I like cook, I like no. cookies and cream. I like cookies and cream. If it's a mint Oreo, uh, the Kroger's has this mint Oreo. No, one, they, no one's very, no very, one, very By the way, no one is listening right it's now. It's very good. People love this shit. No one is listening. No, no. This is, yeah, the, the we've 11, tested it. Our the eleven thousand followers on Brad's junk would disagree. So growing every day, Brad's junk just keeps getting more followers, guys. I got, I got a treat for you. All right, and it's it, it's easily digestible for the two of you. Just two pieces because I've already had this this tasty treat, and I'm gonna let you guys take take a sample for yourself. So go ahead, Ben, take a square out of there and give the other square to Nate. This is butterscotch scoop Snickers. Snickers butterscotch scoop. Yeah, it's very for some reason they specifically didn't want to do just butterscotch Snickers. They went with butterscotch scoop, which is inspired by butterscotch ice cream, apparently. I don't know why the ice cream had to be there. I don't know if it adds like to the creaminess of uh, the butterscotch flavor. It almost tastes like toffee. That's butterscotch. Yeah, that's fine. It's not toffee scoop. It's Wait, butterscotch. It just tastes like toffee. Nate, how are you feeling? It's okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I prefer regular Snickers. I love regular Snickers. I do like how the butterscotch goes with the nougat and the caramel and the peanuts. <laughs> nougat. <laughs> but I do, uh, I do agree with you that I do like a regular Snickers. No, I, I don't love this. Yeah, it's 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 all right though. Brad, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Oh, jeez. Let just, me... Let's just get right into it here. Well, the last movie I watched was actually Wayne's World Two because we were preparing to do uh, an episode of. Our... Also, real quick, going back to the sponsor, uh... I can't believe you cut this off so early. Uh, thank you again to the Mars Corporation, uh, who uh, honestly I know the vice president personally. Who is it? Uh, well, it used to be. His last name is Black. Is that I, true? I dated uh, a woman. In college, named Kate Black, and her her father was the vice president of the Mars Corporation. No shit. Lived in uh, uh, Connecticut, drove a Porsche Boxster to work every day, and provided her on Valentine's Day with two dozen of the nicest red roses that you will ever see. Uh, and so when I showed up with my one dozen red roses from the convenience store, it was not a contest. Nope. No. So. And did she break up with you on February 15th? She did not. But one time I did go to her house and swim in her po- dad's pool. And, and, and shaped like a Snickers bar. She pointed to my stomach and she says, you need to work on this. 
Did you really? I'm not joking. That's a real story. Oh, oh wow. how did you? Did, so she's did you? a bitch. I was in college, and so uh, I, I was not super fat yet. Right, hey, that's what I'm saying. You I've know, seen pictures I, of you. Hey, hey, but guess what? Even if you were, fuck that girl. It was yeah. It was not a great time. Yeah, you yeah. you be confident in who you are, and you just wear it with pride. I like your body, honestly. It I was, do. It, I learned a lot from if, that relationship. If, she, if she would have said that's me, I would have leaned into her close and being like, "Your family owns a fucking candy company. <laughs> Give me more candy." Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I do love that it, it evolved from her him being a vice president to you own the candy company, but. <laughs> By the way, our listeners might not know, we're all on a weight loss challenge. Yes. Um, and honestly, I'm doing quite well. And so are you. I'm okay. No, 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 no you're, you're better doing, than me. Uh, you're doing pretty well. I'm doing okay. Brady, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Okay. <laughs> but we're still in it, though. Like, we have to lose two pounds every, like, three weeks. Every, two pounds every three weeks, and you're both still in. Yeah, that's the thing. That's is, the I thing. didn't think I would be, but I am. Uh, uh, we have 60 people doing this. I'm, I'm like currently like 23rd. Yeah, uh, two of my staff members are two and three, I think, right now. Really? Uh, Taylor and Michelle. Oh, good for them. Michelle's yeah, awesome. Taylor's yep. sweetheart. Yep. Yeah, uh, kudos them. to them. Good for them. But we are uh, we are losing some weight together. Yeah. Uh, but, Brad, what is the what is the last one you saw, buddy? Butterscotch scoop Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wayne's World 2 I think I got that off Before we circle yes, back To yes. the, the Mars Wrigley story um, I watched it for our Saturday Night Live podcast The 10 to 1 podcast Which we'll be doing Later this week We'll be talking about that For the next installment Of our Saturday Night Live Movie series um, But before that uh, I have been on A torture porn kick Whoa <laughs> What the fuck Did you just say Out loud in the uh, microphone So Saw X Is coming <laughs> I thought that my story about my ex from college was a little rough and they're like i've been on a torture porn kick that you know what eclipsed it good for you uh, um yeah the saw x is coming Wait, and so do you, have you been doing a rewatch so here's the thing uh, i had only ever seen the first three saw movies and then i kind of just <laughs> fell away from them and i was just like eh, i'm fine and honestly you could have left it there I, I know i could have but honestly i'm curious uh because I, I have heard that the the series does get kind of bonkers it does take, take some wild turns it does and my mom was interested because she's a, a horror movie fan and so we started watching from the beginning again and uh, you know a, a mother and son that watch torture porn together yep. stay together i agree that's the famous phrase uh yeah that, and that's where we're doing it uh just bringing us closer together <laughs> cringing at all the gore and blood and it's so cringy it, like, it, re- it really I, is like the, i'm sorry not cringy in that way but no like, no it's tough in the woof that's yeah, hard to it watch. hurts like you you're, I, you're I, oh there's a key behind his eye oh your body just i yeah. don't i don't want to say this uh but i'm going to <laughs> That I've never seen a Saw movie because I know you're going to assign it to me in October. I would, you know, Nate. I would, be, I, will only, I would only ever give you the first one. Yeah, because the first because one, the first one is is less. It's of, fun to experience because of the twist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all have twists, and they, and, they, but, and they all are interesting. But, but the they, first one is why there's a whole ten. Of them, yeah. Right? Exactly. It was it was built on. But that I'm, I'm looking premise. at the Wikipedia page for the franchise. Donnie Wahlberg's not in the first one. No. Right. I'm not sure I want to see it then. <laughs> but Carrie Ellis? Yeah, Carrie, Carrie Ellis and then Lee Wannell, who is the writer. Danny Glover? He's in the first one. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm in yeah. uh, Honestly, here's the thing. The first one, even though it has the best uh, twist and I, I think has the, the coolest like re- reveal and everything, uh, it has the worst acting oh, by for far. Sure. For sure. Almost everybody in that movie is awesome. Awful. Just and I, and awful. I also wonder about that because Carrie Ellis is not a bad actor. No, and he's really bad. He's not great. He's really, really And so bad. then you wonder, is it the direction? Is it like, let's take that again and play it this way or whatever? But you can say that all day long. At the end of the day, not a great performance out of anybody. But again, the twist in that movie is fantastic. So which one did you watch? I've seen the first four now. Okay. Yeah, we've made it through the first four. And there are 
four more, I think. Five, six, seven, eight. And then well, five, six, seven. No, there, there, and then, there'd be six more. Saw, right? Well, no, no, no. Saw. So because X is the tenth one. Before that uh, is Spiral, which isn't technically a full-on Saw movie. I saw that one. It's a different approach. Uh, that was not a... Ah. I didn't mean to do it. So I, need, I have to see five... And then Jigsaw. Five, six, 3D, and Jigsaw. Five, six, I think 3D, are the ones. and uh, I think those saw, are the ones that I've seen. Saw. Why do you keep doing this? Because you said five, six, Yeah, seven, but no eight. one's doing like your, your, your Fosse <laughs> Saw nonsense. If I had a better voice right now, that would have played better. Hey, but... Um, the spiral one, um, Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Rock are in it, and it's that doesn't make it good. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I heard that. That, that one makes was very good. Max Minghella. It's wasted. So yeah, it's just uh, it's they are they are tough to watch. They're like it's yeah. it's br- it's brutal. Lots of blood, lots of gore, just a real a lot of suspense and, and tension. And, um, so I uh, I was excited to talk about this last week, but we didn't do an episode last week. But I I went on a quadruple feature, boys. What I saw four movies in theaters. No, in same one day. day. Same day. Same day same day Brad you know the Guinness Book of World Records is like 770 something I just heard that my my good friend Ben Conowitz put that in the group thread with me and my other friend Nate Lauks the Guinness Book of World Records is something like 770 uh, movies in the theater in one in one year but it oh he did that in the theaters in theaters oh one year shit Oh yeah! Wait, did you think that was just in, watching no, movies? Yeah, no. In my mind, I thought, oh, he just watched. Oh god, no, I'm sure the record there is like three thousand people can watch five movies oh, at home. That'd be a day. sad. But in the theater, <laughs> that's that's more than two a day, and that's so much so money. What movies did you see in the theater? Four of them, because are there four like watchable movies in the theaters right now? Uh for the most part, uh, yeah. Was, what last week or two weeks ago? It would have been it would have been the, a week from the weekend that we're in now. So last, yeah, last week. Well, what were they? In order. In order. Uh, I saw Strays. All right, we reviewed that trailer here. I was excited to see it. Didn't get the greatest reviews. Yeah, and it's fine. Um, it is it is consistently funny, but not like always laugh out loud funny. Does it have heart? Um, mm. not really. Okay, it's more so just about the raunch and like the the comedy that comes from the naivety of Will Ferrell as a dog character. And there's some good jokes as far as like how they characterize the dogs and how they understand the world. But for for me, the biggest problem was they couldn't figure out whether they wanted to be a more absurd version of this comedy or a more straightforward version. And there are there are bits that are so so funny because they are kind of uh, they they have like a hot rod level of humor. And I wish they would have leaned more into that as opposed to um, most of the, like the rest of the movie what they did, which is just just because the dogs are talking in a raunchy and, and funny is way it, about did, the world. Did they go raunchy a little too much, you think? Like it's not even that they went raunchy too much. It's just the the style of humor isn't isn't as clever as it would be okay. if they leaned more into the the absurdity of it. I would feel like with dogs there's a lot of humor there to be done. Yeah and then you could find that film somewhere. And that like, brings about my, my other nitpick is there was there seemed to be a lack of consistency in the logic with which that they approached the humor about the dogs. Uh-huh. Because it would go from like you in one instance you would have a thing where Jamie Foxx's dog is a character views a couch as one of his lovers and thinks it's like uh talks to it like it's a person you know kind of thing but then in another instant you would have will ferrell's dog who's supposed to be like pretty naive and doesn't really understand much about the world uh refer like mention something about rumspringer and it's like how does would this dog understand the concept of rumspringer but have no idea that his owner treats welcome him like to shit? brad's nitpick corner this has been but that but that's part of know, that's part I, of comedy though I you know, know is, I, like, is like the legit the, the consistency yeah the, yeah. the, 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 the sound the, the sound logic of the world in which your movie yeah, you're creating this world live so. in the universe you built yeah exactly yeah for sure so is there a lot of like dog humping jokes yes 
There are some. I wouldn't Did say. Did you see it, Ben? I wouldn't say he. So he. I've seen. I've seen rented uh, it. You know what? You know what? I, I rented it, and I've I've seen uh, in dog years. I've seen. <laughs> No, I've seen half of it. I, okay, but the, yeah, the, so the, it, it leans into that kind of stuff. Like, oh, look at dog are, humping. There's a lot of pissing on things. There's a lot of humping yeah. on things. There's a lot of dog shit. There's a lot of, you know, uh, stuff like that. And again, Brad did say the second half of the film is better than the first, and I have yet to see that, okay. so I won't speak to that. But I will say I laughed out loud a couple of times, and mainly it is uh, Will Ferrell's naivete about that, but also about Will Forte's uh, uh, performance as this piece of shit. Um, but but Jamie Foxx, honestly, yeah. He, he's, he's, his he's voice great is great as, yeah. as that dog yeah yeah so it was it was fine uh the second movie i saw was equalizer three yes and i i did see your tweet on that that it was better than you thought yeah i was genuinely surprised that it is a thoroughly Guys, solid good, action guys. sequel i i think denzel's great no i mean <laughs> <laughs> hard, Den- hard opinion denzel has never been the the problem with the equalizer movies <laughs> And that's not anything. to say, and that's not to say the, the Equalizer movies are downright terrible. The first one's actually pretty dang I good. I love the first yeah, one. Yeah, first one's great. I love it. Yeah. Second one, not, no, not no, so much. No, 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 not good. H- however, there is a contingent of people, and there are some of them on the Slashroom staff who are defenders of just the franchise overall, because the way they look at it is, uh, if you look at them like slasher movies, I guess, like then you kind of, maybe you appreciate them sure, more. Sure, but, but I get, and I get that, but it, it, that's almost saying like, hey, uh, you know the you know the intention of these films? Right. Don't, look, don't look at it that way. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, But, but yeah. But no, this one I, I enjoyed very much. You know, it's it's not uh, you know revolutionary or anything like that. But uh, the story it tells is cool. The action is is solid, and it's just it, I I found myself enjoying it very so much. It was like a seventy five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it did pretty well. Yeah. I mean, like so critics, con- conversely. Uh, you're saying that this is an uptick from two to three, right? Absolutely. So the, that famous, uh, I don't know who said it, uh, so credit to, to this critic, uh, Taken 3 makes Taken 2 look like Taken 1. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not the case here. No, not okay. the case here. Okay, yeah. good. good. So, I, I'm yeah. very excited to see this. No, no, it's it's good. I I, I, I personally think that it's, it's worth seeing. Yeah, uh, just to compare Rotten Tomato scores, Rotten Tomato gave, or the consensus for the second one is a 52%. This one was around 75 What so. was the first one? Uh, don't know, but I'm gonna guess pretty high because it's really good. No, yeah, the first one is a, a, guess, a very solid. I'm gonna guess 85. Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. To be Do that you high. like the Equalizer? Oh no, the Equalizer. So this is actually the highest. The third is the highest. Sixty percent on the first one. They're wrong. The oh, critics are wrong on that so, one. So, so Brad, did you like the first Equalizer or Man on Fire better? Oh, Man on Fire. Man on Fire, right? Man on Fire is one of my favorite uh, revenge movies of all time. Man on Fire is awesome. And you know that I love revenge movies. Mm -hmm. That's my genre, right? I love them. Man on Fire is near the top for me. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's outstanding. I love that movie. Have you guys either seen the, 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 the Thomas Jane Punisher? No, I so I did when it first came out, but I'm I don't. Gonna, I'm I, gonna make you both. Rewatch I honestly it. don't remember <sighs> anything about it except for John Travolta. I'm such a defender of that being film. Terrible, it's so fun. It. By the way, it's so fun. John Travolta's bad in it, though, isn't he? He's so over the top. It's silly. By the way, Man on Fire. You you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, Equalizer three reunites Denzel and Dakota Fanning. Yeah, indeed. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That's uh, yeah. I'm. I'm I've not watched almost, Man on Fire. Almost twenty years later. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think I've seen Man on Fire in years and years. But. Creasy's mess. Creasy's art is death, and he's about to paint his masterpiece. See, I can't. Do I wish there. you had more time. That's a great Chris Rock. That's, that's a good. <laughs> good for you. It's a pretty good Denzel. I love that line. I'm proud of you. I love yeah. that line. Such good delivery. Can you do your just because I'm I mean I had a day, Brad. I had a day. Yeah. What okay, do you want? A tough day. Could you please do your Philip Seymour Hoffman from Mission Impossible Three? Please. You have a wife, a girlfriend. <laughs> Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. 
It's the best one you do. She's it's- gonna scream and cry out her name. You're not gonna be able to do shit about it. You're so- that's so good. Because you're gonna be this close to death yourself. I love it. And then I'm gonna kill you right in front of her. <laughs> it's like it's it's like it's like you close your are eyes you and ever, he's here. Are you ever impressed with Brad's memory? God. Brad, you Yeah, by the way, you it's have- not just good it's not just good line. Yeah. But you know how to. You know like, the entire. I forget the movie I just watched before I came. <laughs> like I, I genuinely do. I'm like, to I, be I, fair, I don't remember. To be fair, honestly, in the case of Mission Impossible Three, it's the point where that first trailer for that movie, with the part of that monologue, was so good. I watched that trailer a bunch when I was in college. Also, how many times have I made you do that? Oh yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> in our friendship, thirty five. But no, 50 I, times. I I love that scene, and and like it's I You're I've, so good I've watched that so many impression. times. Oh thanks, yeah. buddy. Um. So yeah. So Equalizer Three. Then I saw uh, Retribution. The Liam Neeson uh, action thriller. Yeah, what, what do you think? It's, uh, it's. I haven't even read the reviews of it. Is it, it is. Good? It's better than I thought it would be. Not not on the same level as Equalizer Three. Better than I thought it was going to be. Um, it had the the premise works pretty well, and it's, it's except an, he's a grandpa playing a dad, right? <laughs> Honestly, his age doesn't really shine through very much. He he doesn't look remarkably older than you would expect Liam Neeson to be at this point, you know. Um, and he's got like a teenage son, so it's 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 fine. And his wife isn't like incredibly younger than he's him in the 84. movie. Is he really? No. <laughs> oh, that would have been shocking to me. But no, I, I think that Liam Neeson is legitimately sixty nine or seventy years old. Yeah, that's, like, I he, think that sounds yeah. right. But so it's it's uh, it's speed meets phone booth, you know. Um, my I think that. For me, the biggest problem is the writing wasn't always as sharp when it comes to how the characters talk. There's so many times in these kinds of movies when the characters are confronted by like law enforcement or something like that, where they have a chance to explain what's going on, and for some reason they can never they never just come out and say what's happening. They say it in a way that's kind of vague and mysterious, and not because they're being threatened about it, like because like they they have the ability to and not get caught. Like but, they they know something's going on. But is this because then you wouldn't have a movie? No. Honestly, no, no, because honestly, like we talk about this all the time with my awkwardness. If you just explain it, you get away with it. But then my mom would say when I was growing up, like, well, then you wouldn't have a TV no, show, Ben. No, because there are several moments when it's clear that something strange is going on, and they're not the like, like law enforcement isn't really sure. They know they can't, they can't, they shouldn't entirely trust Liam Neeson's character. But it, it's pretty clear that like he's not really the one that's doing what's going on. But for some reason, Liam Neeson can't articulate. Like so, cer- certain things that he should easily be able but to it's explain. Absolutely to them. not because they're trying to hide it because there wouldn't no. be a movie. No, gotcha. not not okay. at all. No, and that, that's unfortunate. And the right, it's it's just kind of clunky sometimes the gotcha. way that they like try to like get around things and things like that. Sure. So, um, but the action is enjoyable. It's it's a fun premise that sustains itself pretty well. Um, and I I had a good time watching it. Like I wasn't upset that I saw it. I have a question. Um, so this is the third movie you've seen in the theater at that day. Yeah. Are you refilling your popcorn the whole time? No, honestly. Uh, so the first, the first movie, uh, I didn't have anything. What time did you go? What time was the first movie? The first movie was at two fifteen. Two fifteen. How did you fit four movies in? Most of them, almost all of them, were only an hour and a half. Okay. Equalizer was the only one that was two hours long. So you were literally walking to the next film, like. No, actually. So so <laughs> so so to answer your question, I didn't have snacks for the first movie because I had just gotten breakfast with my family. The reason I was seeing four movies in a row, I otherwise probably wouldn't have done this, is because I was in Illinois. My mom went to an EDM music festival her with, my, with my sister for went her birthday. To a rave. For lack of a better like term, like glow sticks and everything. Yeah, like a full, a full on EDM concert. My sister goes to these with her boyfriend for uh, on several times throughout a year for her birthday. What's your mom's she, name? She wanted my mom to go. What? What's your mom's name? Janet. Janet. Janet's the best. Cause your mom's like pushing sixty, right? She, she's over sixty. 
And she's going to EDM concerts. Yeah, she went to an EDM concert, and she and she had a good time. She she liked the music, uh, she enjoyed the experience. She liked you know seeing my sister enjoy herself in her element. And so I Is volunteered. She going to Ibiza next. So she absolutely. It's Ibiza and Burning Man probably. <laughs> if it if it ever dries <laughs> up. Um, but so so they went to this, and I I offered to drive my mom out there so that she could spend the day out there. And, and you leave. didn't want to go. Uh, it's, it was too expensive for me. Okay. Uh, especially for music that I don't really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have an interest in. Um, even though I have heard some stuff and it does sound good. But that's besides the point. I offered to drive her out there so she could leave when she wanted to and not have to worry about driving herself yeah, and yeah, coming yeah. back late. And so the, the, the best way to fill the time was for me to catch up on movies. And that's exactly what I did. Uh, so I actually had a gap in between Equalizer 3 and uh, Retribution where I went and got some food and went to some stores and took some pictures for Brad's junk and everything like that. Uh, so Retribution was the third movie. And the fourth movie I saw was Bottoms, which was was uh fucking hilarious um it is fight club meets but i'm a cheerleader rachel senate and io adabiri uh are amazing in it it is has like what, a what, you just said her name io adabiri I- ayahuasca theory she's killing it right now yeah she's she's had a, an incredible year between the bear season two uh teenage mutant ninja turtles this um, um uh, uh, theater camp yeah theater camp yeah she's she's, she's had an killing incredible it. year and, I, and i'm pretty sure there's like two other things and i'm so excited because she's great yeah she's fantastic uh but yeah this movie is very funny it has uh, a a level of like uh, dumb and dumber, um, Romy and Michelle kind of absurdity to it, but it has a little bit of like a darker edge. Um, Marshawn Lynch is in it, and he's very oh, funny. More Marshawn Lynch, yeah, please. seriously. He's it's uh, but yeah, it, it is a hilarious movie, and uh, it goes goes to some weird places, but I I really enjoyed it. The ensemble cast is fantastic. It is it's really really good. So it should be playing everywhere, wide, wide theaters now. Go out of your way to see it, Brad. You've seen a lot of films this year. Uh, we just mentioned Theater Camp. Do you think comedies are doing fairly well this year? Uh, or like an indie comedy kind of? like Indie comedies tend to like find a decent groove. You know, yeah. uh, Bottoms actually uh, did really well when it had its... It had a limited release in just like four theaters. And I, th- I want to say that the per screen average for them was like... Uh, it, it set a new record, I think, and I, for, I forget what it is. I know we wrote about it at Slash Film, but when Bottoms had its initial uh, very limited first week in release, it was a big hit, uh, and it's been doing pretty decent since it's expanded. Uh, I'll give you that data for you yeah, real quick because I did look it up. Um, so the film opened in limited the- release at 10 theaters 10 in New theaters, York, yeah. Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Austin, grossing 461000 in opening weekend, making for a per theater average of 46000 This was the highest Holy per shit. screen average on 10 or more screens since Everything Everywhere All at Once, a film that you kind of liked. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's it's been doing very well, and uh, if it's playing near you, go out of your way to see it. It's very funny. These are the kind of indie comments I love supporting in theaters yeah, since we don't get a lot saying. of comments anymore. This, yeah. So yeah, definitely definitely worth seeing. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much my, my movie ride lately. And nicely done. Yeah, thanks. What's the last movie you saw, Ben? Uh, uh, well, did you uh, talk about your assignment? Oh, no, not yet. Sure, I, I guess I can do that now. Yeah, yeah, oh, ahead. so technically I, I had two assignments because I missed the uh, yeah. last time I was assigned Meet Joe Black by, by Nate Lauks. And before I get to what I want to say about this movie, Nate, tell me why you like this movie. I haven't seen this film in a long time, but I, I, I just really enjoy It's a car accident. <laughs> no, I, I just really enjoyed the the framing of the story. Mm-hmm. Like it was, I'd never thought about the idea of somebody essentially growing old opposite, right? That's um, that's the curious case of Benjamin Button. Oh, but sorry, sorry, that's sorry, okay. Sorry. Wow, did you assign me the wrong movie? No, I didn't. What did I just? <laughs> it's been so long. What Meet did I Joe say? Joe Black. Oh, where Brad Pitt plays Death. Yeah. 
Dude, yeah, no, I've seen this film and I don't even remember what I was <laughs> Did you really you think- sign me a movie? Wait, 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 <laughs> I, wait, I really did. Hold on, we have no, we have the, no on. wait, wait, we have the reverse of what I did. I watched Ghost World. <laughs> yeah. And Nate assigned the Dude, wrong movie. Brett, why are you on a podcast oh with us? Oh my God. <laughs> Nate's never seen Meet Joe Black. No, I know, I guarantee you I've seen Meet Joe Black. I'm surrounded by idiots. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. Wow. I honestly don't remember. I know I I've was seen just Meet so, Joe Black. I was just so, you know what, I was just so Curious about a man aging backwards. Yeah. <laughs> wait, hey, hey, I was in a car accident. And you, you were like, ha, ha, ha. real quick, real quick, question for you. Oh Brad. my god, what is Meet Joe Black about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is this is great. All right, so this is my favorite thing because I didn't fuck up. I didn't make a mistake. This Meet Joe Black. Oh my. Uh, god. <laughs> wait, is this about a big ape? Oh my god, that's Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> Oh. Did you want me to watch Mighty Joe Young? <laughs> I think so. That'd be even funnier. Oh, oh my God. Okay, so Meet Joe Black came out in 1998. Um, it is a movie where uh, Brad Pitt and Claire Forlani have this meet cute in a restaurant. It's a, a cute like setup to what would be a romantic comedy. Uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, when they like go their separate ways, Brad Pitt gets hit by a car. That's how this movie opens. And then uh, you have a the uh, the the other main part of the story is Anthony Hopkins is this guy. He's rich. He runs this big company. He's about to turn sixty five. His other daughter, um, played by Marcia Gay Harden, is trying to plan a birthday party for him, and he's he's aging. Uh, all of a sudden. Uh, and then he ages in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of a sudden, um, Brad Pitt shows up uh, at Anthony Hopkins' house after he's met Claire, For- Claire Forlani. Um, and he's there. And, Claire and after he's been hit by the car. Right, correct. He's supposed to be dead. And uh, Claire Forlani recognizes him and sees that he's acting strange, like he doesn't really know who she is or anything like that. And it's because death is has taken over Brad Pitt's character's body and is experiencing the world as a human through Brad Brad Pitt's character. And he's come because he's there to collect Anthony Hopkins, but he is also taking the time to kind of appreciate and see what human life is like. And so Brad Pitt plays this uh, actually really great performance. Like the way he acts like somebody who doesn't really fully understand the world around him, but without doing it in like a super silly over the top kind of way. It's it's a very subtle and nice performance. I really appreciated what he did there. Um, Nate, you should watch it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah, no, yeah. this sounds great. Um, and so it's it, it's an interesting movie um it, there's there's a lot of genuine romance in it there's a lot of interesting approaches to just like life and how you think about you know what you've done with it and like and your years and that kind of thing and and really how we experience life as humans but but, but um i knew you're getting to something yeah it, it is a three-hour movie and you feel it i feel okay, i okay. feel like you could have cut at least a half an hour it wasn't oppenheimer it, it, where it, it i'm really on does. the edge of my seat the whole time no right? it is it, it is it's a, it's a slow burn and i feel like you really could have could have cut it down yeah i just read uh roger Ebert gave it three stars and said it's a great film it's just too long yeah it is it like, is like, unnecessarily it's long. a good film like yeah brad pitt especially yeah uh, it has a tremendous score to a very powerful surging kind of like romantic yeah, romantic yeah, score three out of four <laughs> um one and one of the things that I, I really like about movies that were made uh before cgi was so readily available and easy is they killed a guy in that car accident <laughs> <laughs> 
you uh, you get cer- nowadays you get certain sequences that are created with visual effects because it's easier and it's it, it's uh, than trying to plan these things practically. During the finale of this movie, there is a a big fireworks display. You, I'm kind of being serious. Do you want to spoil this because Nate hasn't? I'm, seen I'm it. not gonna get. I'm not giving anything away. Okay. I'm just I'm just gonna say there is a big fireworks sequence at the this birthday party that's happening for Anthony Hopkins, and the the uh, you have characters like Brad Pitt, and Anthony Hopkins standing in front of it, and you can tell that this is not a green screen thing where they shot the actors and they did the fireworks in a, at a different time so later. they had to take this. They, yeah, they actually did real takes in front of this fireworks display. Jesus Christ. It, it this looks scene like Danny sounds, McBride so I, from Tropic Thunder. I, I, I know I've seen this because this scene in my head, you don't even have... No, I, no, and, and they, this, I, I, this is right before Michael Douglas falls through the ballroom. <laughs> no, I, I have this like this idea of That's like them walking rat, away rat or something like that. Do they walk away? They do. Yeah, I don't know why I've... Yeah. So, but but yeah, but yeah, the the shots are beautiful, and you can tell that they were really there. Actually, did the fireworks and that kind of thing, and it looks like real and practical and great. Who's the director of this? Martin Brest is his name, and he also wrote it. So, hey, uh, Brad. Yeah, I talked to you over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, what's what's going on? Uh, Nate, you give us a minute. go get go get some orange juice, buddy. Okay. uh, Okay. Do Do you want to know what Nate's gonna uh, give you as a movie next time? Is it? Oh, it's not gonna be Curious Case Benjamin because I've already seen it. Let me rephrase. Do you, know what, young. do you know what he's going to try to give you next time? <laughs> All right, so we're back. Hey, but sorry, by the way, uh, about that, buddy. our listeners don't know that I am the worst at giving movies to because you guys hound me and hound me and hound me. They're like, we've got six hours until the podcast starts. Will you please assign <laughs> hey, me a Nate, movie? Hey, Nate, give me a movie. <laughs> You're a busy guy. You're a very busy guy. We get it. No, it's it, and, and will you at least agree with me, Ben? It is hard to find movies for Brad right now. It's, it's hard. It's so f- for me, it is hard only because... The, the, we have changed the parameters of this to movies we enjoy. Yeah. And so there's plenty of movies out there Brad hasn't seen, but not a lot of them that I also, uh, you know, I like movies there's enough. Not a, there's not a lot of movies that either of you have seen yep. that are going to be so great yep. that I haven't already seen them. Because or, or I'm not joking, Brad. Even the, like even we, if we marginally like them, that right. means it was a good enough movie that you probably would have seen it, yeah. right? Yep. That makes it harder for us. For sure. There are the ones out there, but again, maybe this is a good uh, segue. Brad, what, what movie did I give you? Yeah. Uh, so Ben gave me Waterworld, which, which is- Which I defend. Yeah. I like that movie. And, and honestly, I can't begrudge you for it. Um, this is the first time I've seen it. I'm, I was very much aware of its infamous history bomb, as far as having right. uh, being a box office bomb, having a lot of production woes, costing, going way over budget, that kind of thing. It's an expensive movie. 175 million in 1995. 1995. 95. Yeah, that, that that's yeah. like 16 billion dollars. Oh yeah, no, that's a huge. <laughs> it's a trillion. And honestly, dollars. and honestly, you see it on the screen. And that's, that's what I can appreciate about it. Super impressive sets, incredible practical action sequences, uh, great, pr- great production design, um, an intriguing premise. There's a lot. So the first half an hour of this movie is awesome. I was watching this and I was like, "Who hates this movie? This is ridiculous." Hey, Brad, real quick though, is Kevin Costner good in this though? Is he like? Is he? Because we've had this conversation about Kevin Costner he's, before. He's serviceable. He's serviceable. He he he's. Playing the same kind of like Kevin uh, Costner, yeah, Kevin Costner, character where like he's kind of like yeah. dismissive of other people, very Not dry, sure cares, kind like, of yeah. kind of quiet. But that that's kind of thing. kind of what this role is, and exactly, that's kind of what, you know, yeah, they wrote it like around him, basically. yeah, exactly. I don't remember seeing this either, so yeah, and so it's it's the kind of he movie ages backwards. <laughs> it's basically it's Mad Max Fury Road on, on the, the water. water. It really. It's not anywhere near as good because 
after the first half hour, it never quite reaches the greatness of that because that first act action sequence when like that the that little water village gets attacked, yep. it's fucking awesome. The shit with the jet skis yep. and like all that stuff, it is good. There's shit. a reason that that is the stunt show. Yeah, still a hundred percent, hundred percent, and it's very popular still too. Um, but after that, it kind of it starts to lean into like goofy 90s adventure territory because yeah. of the dynamic between um, Gene Triplehorn and Tina Majorino's character, the woman and the little girl. And as much as I like Dennis Hopper, I gotta say, I feel like his villain is so, not anywhere near so, as cool as he should be. So after the podcast, and for you listeners, uh, there there are articles upon articles that you should read about his, like this the behind the scenes of making this. Yeah. And it's Dennis Hopper at this time. Read up on and how crazy yeah. he was back then. I'm and how sure. hard it was to just deal with him. Yeah, you know? uh, but I. But even so, I just feel like his character should have been better and and cooler. Um, so there, there's still some. It's, he phoned it in for sure. I I enjoyed this movie. I, I like I liked it for what it was. I'm not upset that I watched it. It's I, not as bad as people make it out. No, also, uh, no. Brad, Brad thought it was three hours. And, and, it, and it's not. And apparently, there. so the reason I thought this is, for whatever reason, the default runtime on IMDb has been listed as almost three hours. And it's because, for some reason, it lists the runtime of, uh, I think it's referred to as the Ulysses cut. Um, and there was, when it played on ABC for the first time, they aired an extended version that added 40 minutes back into the movie. And that's the runtime that is listed. I have no idea why, because it's only two hours and 15 yeah. minutes. And honestly, it's not a bad 2.15. Like, yeah. like it, it's fun to watch. But I, I, so I was left with like certain questions. Uh, that I wish I almost wish that someone would try to like remake this movie today and like pay more attention to like the the world and like you know really craft it in a way that feels like Mad Max Fury Road because I think there's a lot of potential there but like there's stuff that I think that they could have capitalized on like they don't really dig into why Kevin Costner's character is a mutant and why it seems like he's the only one who has gills and webbed feet spoiler alert uh, not really because they really in the first like 10 minutes um, and but then like and then there's other stuff too that didn't make sense to me like for some reason uh this movie set 500 years in the future where uh the uh, ice has melted and so like that's why the world is just covered in water now um thanks republicans seriously but for some (laughs) for some reason uh, society has reached such a weird like place where they refer to things from the old world with strange descriptors that like i don't know why they would change like uh yeah because the textbooks in the history uh books got wet brad <laughs> so like they refer to oil uh i think at least i think it's oil i don't know if it's oil or if it's gas but yes they refer to it as go juice yeah gas yeah that'd be like if uh for example back in the 1600s we, we had horses it'd be like if we called horses li- like hoof patrol so let me today. Ask you, let me ask you this question brad um <laughs> How do you think that people from like the 1800s knew about things from the 1600s? Do you think they wrote it down, maybe on paper and pencil? And and what if the world flooded and everything got wet? But the I, but the but, but the knowledge the, digital wouldn't they still have the digital like not, everything? Well, not in the 90s. The knowledge of I know, but the knowledge of what gas is called is not something that you forget because it's on on paper. But th- the, the thing that's the by the way in the 90s we did have digital stuff. That's the problem, but not in a way that was easily preserved to like main, maintain for 500. But that's years. what it, that's what honestly linguists talk about is like the there's a reason why that languages don't survive. No, no, language. Sure, like I understand what you're saying, but this is one of those things where it's such a corner, U- ubiquitous. Yeah, it would have been such a cornerstone of life that no one. It would be like forgetting what chicken is called. But if there's no chickens for a hundred years, but they're they're but they're, so generation after generation. But they haven't. But they haven't been get. They haven't gotten rid of oil. Like it's always or, yeah, or gas. It's yeah. always it's always been around. 
You know? Uh, oh, okay. That, now that is fair. Yeah. Because it's like this. This. It's this, not like it disappeared and all of a sudden it's back. This utility is not forgotten. We right. Are constantly searching for it. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, like you. Everyone knows what it is and what it does. So yeah. like, I, yeah, I can understand if it was slang. You know, right, maybe it's go juice. Oh my god. But yeah, I enjoyed Waterworld. I'm glad I watched it. Uh, yeah. It's you, let's do a legacy sequel. Fuck it. I would. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, I watched Oppenheimer. Yeah. I finally finally saw it. finally saw it. Buddy. I'm a little upset. You didn't see it in the in the great big theater. Yeah, you did. I saw it in a theater. In a theater, but yeah. you did not oh, see Jesus it. Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. I the saw way it. the I film it, was created I saw it and at, meant to be I seen. I saw it at AMC in Michigan City. Buddy. That has like one speaker working, and it's too dark. You can't see anything. You know what? You're right. I should never go to the movies again. Just, Nate, sorry. what are you doing? I saw Oppenheimer. Did uh, you love it? Because I love it. I loved it. Of course, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I loved. It so I love so many so many aspects of this film. Um, it, it's almost indescribable to point out what you love about this film if you haven't seen it, because on paper, if you write it, if you write all it all out, it, it would seem obviously very boring. It's not. Every scene means something. There's not one wasted moment. Yep. It's almost it's, a perfectly it's made three film. Three hours yeah. long, and the editing. Who the fuck edited this? Because uh, they, Jim. If, if they are not up <laughs> for an Academy Award, then oh, I, I'm, sure I, they, I'm stopping. Yeah, I'm sure they I'm going to stop watching. If they don't win, I'm going to stop watching. No, this film should win almost everything. It's honestly. incredible. I, I don't even. I can't even touch on all of the superb acting. But I'm not joking. The uh, uh, Jennifer Lame. She okay. deserves an Academy Award. This this movie is the the best, the the most well edited movie I've ever she, seen. She uh, also just again because we don't talk about editors much, but she also did Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, Blonde, Judas and the Black Messiah, Tenant, Marriage Story, Midsommar. So I mean, I've, she's done some great. I'm stuff. not Brad, so I can't really hone in on the behind the scenes making of a film and what makes it good. Mm-hmm. I kind of take the whole thing in stride, and and I normally lean in on like that's a good movie because the performances were good because that's usually mm-hmm. what I, I, my dumb brain focuses on. But I was so blown away by the edit that that I I really recognized it, and yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw a film in which something that is so technical spoke to me. It's so well done, and it was perfect. I need because again, I'm I'm, I'm also just an, an idiot right. so i i find that long films i need really good editing and really good dialogue and this film has both and, and so, also i don't want to take away from the direction because obviously the edit happens but the director is the one that says i would really like it to look like this and they're going to work together oh sure oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously for sure, for sure but there are decisions an editor makes because there's so many to make right oh yeah that they have to kind of do it on their own and then christopher nolan goes yeah that's that's my that's what i wanted yeah and I gotta just keep going back to that. It was it was fantastic. It was just one of, like you said, it just seemed like I don't even know the names of the people, but everyone seemed to get the vision and executed the vision perfectly and, in this film. And this is a this is a, this is a scene chewing movie. Mm-hmm. It literally everything is meaty. Even even I'm not going to spoil anything. Even roles that you feel like, why is this a list actor taking this role specifically? Yep. It doesn't make sense because it's a bit part. They've got four lines. Things right? do come back a bit yeah. where you're like, oh, I see. They probably read the script and they're like, nobody's going to see this coming. And that's what I love about this film. It surprised me at every turn, at every turn. Yeah. Yeah, I was just, not to be a little punny here, but I was fucking blown away. It's a film that I saw the trailer. It was really good. I saw the trailer and thought, oh, that looks fine. Right. Right? 
and I, I, I went believe. and saw it, and I, I've been I thinking wish, about it probably in a month and a half. Later, I wish so. I would have seen it so much sooner. I wish you would have seen it so much sooner. Everybody go see Oppenheimer. You, you will not have a see bad it in time. the theaters before it's oh, done. Please, honestly, please yeah. do yourself a favor. It'll, honestly, it'll probably it's still gonna it's been doing great at the box office, God. which is amazing for a three hour R rated drama so like this. I, it's I, almost at nine hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing: I've told my parents they haven't seen the theater. I'm like, oh well, we're going. And, yeah. I, and I'm going to take him over to the Portage Theater. Do it, that yeah. is the big one. And I'm like, we're going to go there for a night yeah. out on the out, I, on the, out it, of the town. It is. It is. I'm telling you, it I is have worth seen it, it twice now, and honestly, the second time, I loved it even more. Yeah, I really did. Also, so a few things that uh, let's call them reverse nitpicks, things that I really liked about the film that are just very small things. Uh, they they didn't cast a famous person. In my opinion, I don't know who this is, so maybe they did. Mm-hmm. But they didn't cast a famous person to play Albert Einstein. Oh no! Yeah, I don't. He's not. He's not very famous, as far so as I know. That's a great choice because he's such a well-known figure that you're like, oh, that's you know, that's Walter Matthau as Albert Einstein like, like in IQ. Or Wahoo! Whatever. It's it's you don't need that, right? It's yeah. Tom Conti, and he's like done like uh, Which, everything you've seen on PBS. Was, but that's it. Right? By the way, like, by the way, I'm not disparaging the man. He's fantastic. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, no, but yeah, but it's, I've not but, heard of him. But either. if you cast a very very famous Agreed. person, it's stunt casting at that point, yeah. and I'm glad that they didn't. For Whereas sure. these other people in this movie that you kind of have heard their names, but you've never heard of them, yeah. or you've never seen them, I, didn't, I, I couldn't tell you what Oppenheimer looked like in real life, right? Like, yeah. I, I'm not a history buff. Uh, I mean, Killian Murphy, I've seen, like, it is a pretty pretty remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So, again, they that's a choice, though. Mm-hmm. And, and they so it's like, this is a movie that made all the right choices. Yeah. I'm just so impressed. I also want to give it up to Robert Downey Jr., who has been known more for his Iron Man stuff than anything else. Yeah. And then the dude po- is a and, great and, actor. And po- right? Post Iron Man, well, he did Dr. Doolittle and he's done a few things here and there, but has he had a period piece or something that has been really staking his uh, as a dramatic actor since? Avengers? I mean, he did Sherlock Holmes, but that was also uh, kind of a similar uh, you know, kind of role. Uh, but no, this is- This the, is the most serious thing he's done in a while, the, right? I, I like the film The Judge. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, was gonna I say like the, that one. The oh, I haven't a, seen that. Yeah, the, I haven't seen it either, but it, like it, is, it is a more serious, straightforward uh, you know, kind of role. Um, but he, yeah, no, this is something very different for him. And he even said in an interview that Chris Nolan actually wanted to push him away from like his usual kind of ticks of like the the fast talking yeah. sarcastic kind of thing. Like he really wanted him to venture outside of his and he comfort did. zone. Yeah, he did. Well, he, killed not, he killed it. He killed it. It's not your typical let Daddy Jr. do what he does. Yeah. Right. Also, I can't wait to be uh, uh, given the judge by Nate Lauks. And then when I ask him about it, he's going to say, "Yeah, it's, I meant jury duty." It's, it's, yeah, exactly. You know, no, no, Polly Shore's no, great. No. I don't know what you're it's, talking about. It's the judge, you know, where Simon Phoenix. Terrorizes murder, death, killville. Yeah, that's, uh, in that's, de- that's, Demolition Man. That's Demolition Man. No, yeah. exactly. He's gonna be so confused. Yeah, I, 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 thought thought okay. I thought you were making a Judge Dread joke. I was trying to be a little meta. Yeah, it's it, fine. Didn't, it didn't work. You went, you went from A to D. Uh, Got to go from A to C. <laughs> anyway, what else did you see? Uh, I watched Vacation Friends two. Okay. Yeah. How it- <laughs> <laughs> so, did you at least laugh at all or no? Okay. So I, I, re- I don't care if it's a dumb comedy. If you laughed, I really like Vacation Friends. I still haven't seen it. I, I actually do as it, well. I think it's, it's funny. It's fun. And it's fun because John Cena is so unexpected yep. as this blah, 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 whatever. And, and and so then I'm like, this is not a movie that needs a sequel. And I was right. <laughs> okay. It's so bad. Oh, bummer. It's so bad. It didn't feel like it had... The, it, it, in the trailer, I'm like, this plot had, doesn't work. And I, I and listen, I'm not going to say... I'm not going to sit here and say that Vacation Friends... <laughs> Had lightning in a bottle. Yeah, I, I'm not here to say that, but no, but they, I get the concept. Whatever they had in that moment, they, yeah. they, they they didn't need to do anything with it, and they did, <laughs> and it was like, wow, okay, 
Because like if John John Cena spikes his hair up and does coke and is weird in the first movie, and you're like, wow, that's so unexpected. But now you know that about him. Yeah. And now you're putting him in another movie like this again. It's just exactly that. So it's a lot of the same jokes. Just it's a lot of the same jokes, and honestly, a worse version of a lot yeah, of them. Yeah. It's just it's just bad. Uh, um, I think that his, his stand-up comedian, um, I think he's from China, is Ronnie Chang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has now been in Joyride yep. as the as the um, businessman from overseas that is going to judge you. Yeah. He was in Vacation Friends he, as- He was in Crazy Rich Asians. The businessman from overseas that's going to judge you yeah. in Vacation Friends too. I've seen him now in three films where he's the businessman from overseas. Yeah. He's found his role and he's hopefully cleaning up because he's really good at it. Yeah. But also, I want that guy to get paid if he's going to be pigeonholing himself into this. For sure. Uh it's just funny to see him pop up over and over as kind of the same guy. Yeah. yeah. What else did you watch? Uh, my assigned movie was Friday Night Lights, mm-hmm. uh, which I watched. and uh, I have seen this one. <laughs> I'm glad you've seen it, buddy. Uh, so so I looked into this a little bit. This is uh, the one where Keanu Reeves uh, plays football. With, with, <laughs> no, it's the one the, with the replacement. The pros are on strike. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and I thought Nate gave it to me. Apropos, there's a strike going on in Hollywood. Uh, John Favreau is in. He's great. Of course, of course. No, so uh, Friday Night Lights. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton plays uh, the the coach, um, and there's a lot of there's a few who's who in, in the Taylor Kitsch. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Tim McGraw. Is that a t- is is Taylor Kitsch? Or was he on the show? Oh no, he's on the t- he's on the, the show. show. That's Sorry. what it is. I just but, say, but, I don't uh, think... Tim McGraw is is the dad. Uh, in, in this in this one, um, uh, Lucas Black, Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift, oh, okay. is the quarterback. Um, so it's it's a. I mean, I I know Connie this, Britton who plays every Texas mom in every, anything ever. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is the Dante Speak Volcano of uh, Friday Night Lights and Varsity Blues. Is the are the two films, and I don't know when Varsity Blues came out. Friday but, Night Lights but, came out like four or five years later, I think. Uh, yes. Friday Night Lights came out four or five years. Yeah, Varsity Blues came out in 98, and I think Friday Night Lights came out in like 2002 or 2003. Really? 1999 to 2004. There you go. Wow. Yeah. So Varsity Blues was the first one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one didn't have Ali Larder. No. That that, uh, that Friday Night Lights was the first one. Oh, yeah, no. Because it's the more serious one. No. Wow. That that actually blows me a little bit. But this has, uh, Friday Night Lights has, uh, the music is done by Explosions in the Sky, which I love. Oh, it's a great band. Yeah. Uh, They do the music to Friday Night Lights. Very solid movie uh, overall. Uh, uh, very much paint by numbers, but done very well. Yeah, you know, um, I watched this movie, and and the the star running back is so cocky and so confident and so overwritten that I texted Brad ten minutes in, like, when does he get hurt? <laughs> because it's it's you can just see it, and of course he gets hurt, and then so there are a lot of telegraphing, and so that I didn't love where I because I I could have seen a lot of this coming, right? Um, but the performances are extremely good. Uh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton is incredible. As this coach, uh, and overall, I really liked it. I think one of the interesting things about this that I didn't get, and I this was pretty so this was recommended to me because my brother and sister in law lived in Texas at the time that this came out, and they said this is very, very similar. They lived in Allen, Texas, which at that time I think built a 35 million dollar football stadium, it's bigger than most college yeah. stadiums, and like this. This and is real. This is what this they do. is life yeah. for us. Like it, our lives, not theirs because they're not sports literally people, like, revolve around. Yeah, like we don't yeah. understand this world, but their whole lives like revolve around. And football. it's that thing where from you know a I caught thirteen touchdown passes eighty seven. Mm-hmm. Here's the ring. 
right? They still are. They work at the auto dealership yep. and they're pointing that out. And people are like, oh my God, you're yep. that guy. I'm going to buy a car. They literally, it, it will cement your legacy for your whole life there. Yep. If you, I bought like, a car from Texas, two passes I'm today. Not, I'm not joking. Yeah, but like, you don't have to play in the thing. NFL. You just have to star on this football team, yep. high school football team. Yep. yep. There's a couple guys locally that were slicer baseball players in the 80s and 90s that still live off that fame. Yep. And I'm not joking about yep. that. And they yep. suck. I'm, and I'm going to name names right now. <laughs> I'm just joking. You know who you are. <laughs> You're listeners of this podcast. And you suck. So yeah, those are the movies. That's what I watched. All right. Nate, what do you watch lately? Uh, I saw a couple of films. I, I, I kind of, I've been blogging a little bit on uh, my Instagram. I, I blogged about this. I watched uh, Forrest Gump again. Can you blog on Instagram? Uh, can you? Can yeah, I mean, blogging is just like... Writing, writing online, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, listen, I'm asking questions. I, actually, I think Instagram is one of the, I, I think most preeminent blogging oh, sites. Oh, so now. what you mean is you put a picture up and then you then I have to read nine paragraphs. You have to read a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that is. No, I know you. You never like it, but that's fine. Uh, but I watched. <laughs> uh, he likes it, but don't expect him to have read it. I don't. I love Reddit. So I watched a movie. Uh, it's a, a movie called Forrest Gump, mm-hmm. and I watched it with my son Finn. I am going uh, through some of my favorite films. And I see, this is the thing that I will never experience because I'm never having kids. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you get to ex- you get to show this to like the, the the one of the people you live you love the most in this yeah. world, you get Who to allow film. and he loves it. Right, he's on the same page. You get to experience that with him again through new eyes. God, I love that for you. And in my blog, I, I write about. I watch actually. I this film came out when I was thirteen, and mm-hmm. he's thirteen years old. And I remember watching this film. I've got a few films that I remember watching with my mother, who passed when I was fifteen. And and I I remember watching Forrest Gump and just being blown away mm-hmm. by Tom Hanks's performance, but also by a story that I didn't like. It just weaved some things in there that I didn't see coming. And at the end, Finn, Finn's pretty smart though. So did, was he like? Hey, she just came back because she had AIDS. I don't know if he got all the nuances of that part. I think he probably did, but I don't know if he did. But it was so much fun. After like it was getting late, and he, the I concept know he, of AIDS probably isn't as prominent for him. Anyway. Actually, yeah, he was, it's yeah. really not. Yeah, he was yeah, not. All, it's yeah. not. And so, and I don't blame him. Uh, there was a couple other things I forget. I should have written them down that I picked up in the film now watching at 42 that I don't think I got at 13. Um, when he, I'm sure. Yeah, when, he, mean, when he jizzes. Ew. <laughs> no, no, for real, though. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, when the mom is doing the hump thing? No. The, it's, so it's uh, <laughs> Forrest goes to visit Jenny at college, and like it's raining outside. He's been waiting forever since, for her to come back, and she comes back, and she's making out with a dude in the car, and he like beats the shit out of him. And so like he's soaking wet, and he like is getting ready to leave because he sees that she's upset. But she brings him into his dorm, and she's in there, and they're just like talking to each other, and they're she's like taking off her clothes because they're well, they're wet from the rain, and he's Go like on. he's like looking at her in her bra, and okay. he and she sees that he's like you know curious in that way, and so she takes off her bra and she like puts his hand like on her body and he like he jizzes himself and she he's like oh you know and then you hear her say uh and it shows the roommate in the foreground like hearing what's happening and she goes he goes i think i ruined your roommate's bathrobe <laughs> is that right when she said come for us come oh boy you just you just took it took it, it, it just, too far hey i mean there was a line there and you went right back. Really, really, <laughs> on, this, on this podcast, where Brad has said the word "cum dumpster" uh, nineteen thousand times. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I, I, I just, didn't say it today. <laughs> on on air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, long story short, did, great film. Did, did Finn like it? He loved it, okay. and we talked about it, and he's like, "Dead, 
this was so good. And so he had the exact um, response out of this film that I wanted him to have. I'm going to, uh, next film I'm going to watch with him is Good Will Hunting. Nice. I'm just nice. going through some of the yeah. films that no. I watched that I just loved, that made me love film. And he, he had the right response from it. Good. So I just Good. loved taking that in with my son. Perfect. Um, also loved, uh, or no, I, I watched a film. So <laughs> I, I've got to preface this because you're going to hate me for it. But I am a huge fan of my, Torture big, porn. my big Fat Greek Wedding, the film. Uh, first one's great. First one's great. I loved it. Uh, and it so is great. I watched the second Neo, one. I'm like, Neo okay, that's fine. My buddy, mm, yeah. uh, my buddy Joe Ruiz and I, we often quote the first film to each other, especially about our kids. Why you want to leave me? Well, you know these kind of things. And he's like, "Hey, when the third one comes out, let's go to see it in the theater." I said, "I'm there." And so I go, and I'm hoping for something. I'm hoping just to have a little bit of that first film that comes through. Neo Vardalis actually directed this film, so I thought maybe you know give give somebody else a chance to do it. She obviously loves this brand. She Didn't she direct the first it. one too? I don't think she did. I thought um, she did. Did she? I will look it up for no, you. John Corbett directs in the first one. <laughs> um, my Big Fat Greek Wedding was directed by John Z- Joel Zwick. Oh, okay. Oh, famous Joel Zwick. It did not work. Um, <laughs> it did, did not work. Uh, and I really, really wanted it to. I would have forgiven a lot in this film because I really, really wanted it to work. The the fun of so what what I love and, about and this And to be, to be clear, you didn't set out to watch An American Wedding. No, I don't think so. Okay, just making um, sure that you're getting your films correct. But I, what I love about my Big Fat Greek uh, Wedding is it's a complicated family that really loves each other. And I wanted that to come through. And it does a little bit, but the, the story in this third one is they go to Greece. The whole story is about Greece. It's an adventure story. I don't want an adventure story. I just want a complicated story. I also think this doesn't work because the dad, who is also in Prancer, um, what is his name? Sam Elliott. No, Prancer. No, Michael Constantine. Yeah, he actually the actor actually died. Yeah, he died. The Windex guy. Yeah, and he brings so much humor in the first one. Yeah, I don't know if the film works without him because yeah. there's the tension between him and Nia Vardalis is necessary, and the humor there is necessary. Well, and it was just the work. second one any good? No, the second one was not very good either. It wasn't that great. No. Yeah, and and honestly, like when I saw the trailer for the third one, I was just like, yeah, this is. Not yeah, really it, good. it was exactly a, what you feared ca- would happen. Cash grab? It did happen. That- it's not even that it's a cash grab. I think that she legitimately had a final story she wanted to tell, exactly. and like yep. it was a completion of like what she probably always envisioned for the characters. Um, but it's just it's just one of those things where like that first movie had like some real magic in it to work well, as well as it, it was. The best so, thing it was about so unexpected. Yeah. The, the best thing about this one though is again, uh, Andrea Martin who. Plays uh, uh, Aunt Vula, who is I think she's the one that does the boot cake. Um, the boot cake. Yeah, she she's so good in this, and she's still good in the third one, but just doesn't save it. So so missing the the father uh, daughter dynamic yep, of exactly. it. Exactly. And, and and by the way, uh, my big fat Greek wedding was what two thousand and one, like twenty two years ago. Uh, two thousand and two. So twenty one years ago. L- let me tell you how well this first one did. Budget of five million made three hundred and seventy million. Yeah, it was it was one of the most successful independent movies and of all so time. So of course, any studio, even and a third one's like, well, there will be enough residual effect here that we can make some money. Yeah. That's so fair. I also so cash I th- grab, Brad. Yeah. Well, both both can be true. These days, this kind of 
sequel is not a guarantee, no matter how successful that first movie is. I mean, these these movies just don't hit. Tell me again about Saw 10. (laughs) Hey, horror is the exception. exception Horror horror always hits hard. Because they're also cheap movies to make, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So I also watched, um, I was assigned Multiplicity. Uh, by my buddy Brad. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> Whoa, he, by the way, I don't know if you saw that, but he uh, he just got really rock hard. Uh, I think I ruined Ben's robe. <laughs> starring Michael Keaton, Andy Michael McDowell, Keaton. Michael and, Keaton. and Michael Keaton, Michael and Keaton, Michael, and Michael Keaton. Keaton, and it was uh, directed by Harold Ramis. R.I.P. He's dead. <sighs> I don't know if you saw the last uh, Airbenders. I thought he just was unavailable. So this is about a, a guy, play, Michael Keaton plays a guy that is married, his marriage is in a little bit of trouble. I didn't love Michael Keaton in this, I'm going to tell you this. What? Hold on, wait, hold on. No, 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 wait, You didn't like Michael Keaton's first character. I didn't, yep, that's oh, what I'm okay, saying. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say, let me clarify. Okay. And you're not really supposed to. I know, but I really didn't like him. <laughs> like... There were. This is a the film mo- that Brad, does not age well. Brad, because the movie did its job. It it is like, it. There is a scene there, and Annie McDowell is like the sweetest, like sweetheart in this film. He does hit her. It, it is <laughs> you know, almost like you expect him to. He's like he yells at her, and then he comes over to her, and he's like trying to hug her and like be like, "It's okay, it's okay." And I'm like, dude, that is like a very abusive behavior. Like I think a therapist is in order for your relationship, <laughs> or or a cloning machine. Um. But instead, he goes and gets himself cloned. <laughs> well, it's to be to be fair, what it is in the scenario oh, yeah, is like. Let's defend this. No, 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 no. It, it is the I'm idea. Just saying, I've me tooed him already. <laughs> the idea is that like is he's overworked. It's his own fault, and like he's he's not taking. We're the- all overworked. We're all overworked. All right. So you're making excuses for him. So he he's overworked. Like he's he's stressed out. Like he know he knows. That. I don't think he's ever necessarily like intentionally like abusive or manipulative. He's just like quick to be like frustrated and angry just because he. I think he's more than anything he's disappointed in himself because he knows he's not coming through as uh, as a husband as a professional. It's borderline that kind of thing. abusive, but you me. can't you can't take that out on. <laughs> it is it is like borderline. Like it was honestly. I was surprised by him. Like that just seems really unhealthy. Like, but again. Where 19, Michael Keaton, 1996. where Michael Keaton does well, and where the film does find its is, so he gets cloned. He gets yeah. cloned into kind of like this, um, uh, a little bit more of a macho, or just kind of like it's a, crazy. He gets cloned into like a, a, a guy that would hate gay guys, yeah, and then a gay guy, yeah. That's you know, and then and then something special kind of like needs child, yeah. 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 But and where he does well is playing those because sometimes uh, you just don't even think it's Michael Keaton in those yeah. roles. He does really well. Um, he's honestly that's a. Do great you love this film? I really love this movie, and it's. And, I liked it, it's and a big part of it is because course. Michael Keaton is is so good in this movie. the The differences between the characters, like it could have been a much more over the top performance for each one, but he does such a good job of creating a clear delineation between each one without overdoing it. And I appreciate so much that for a movie that came out in 1996, uh, that's my that was my guess. Yeah, um, the. The way that they put him in the same scene together, especially when there's four of them, 
it, it still like feels it was better than the flash it was it feels like the way they interact is amazing and sh- and sure sometimes you can see like the seams of like them shooting on different like plates and things like that it, but the it way he looks it, like a like a like like a very slightly overdone photoshop a little yeah, bit right but, but the but way it's not bad. but and the way they interact is amazing like there's there's moments where they chest bump each other and i'm like i don't know how you fucking did that right. because it looks great and they're Movie not they're magic. not chest bumping stunt actors with the face in pose cuz no. they didn't have the technology yeah exactly so they literally did it with greens or not maybe kind of green? I don't know. I I, yeah. I, 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 need, I I'm sure there's a making a feature would, out there. You know what? We I, I, no, it did yeah. it did feel like they were on some cusp of doing some great visual yeah. effects in this film. That I had I not mean, seen. It was, I don't know. I had cusp. not seen, but I mean, it, it was good. But that's not for ninety six. Yeah, for ninety six. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it, it it taught them in that film something that really in two thousand I feel like made. Films even better, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I I love this movie because so Michael Keaton this, is so good in it. This film was a commercial failure. Yeah, it did not do well. And Man, I looked she, it up. She touched my peppy, Steve. It came out in July of 1996. What films do you think were above it? It was an opening weekend, the seventh film, Independence Day. It just beat out by seventy thousand Kazam. I mean, Independence Day, 1996. That was number one. Mission yeah. Impossible. Uh, no. I think that was a fall release. Oh, sorry. So it came out in 96, but it hadn't been released yet. Yeah, so it's gotcha. a summer blockbuster. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, number two was was uh, John Travolta film. Broken Arrow. No. Face Off. Yeah, I think it's Face Off. No, I'm going to no? give you an oh, even hint. Really? Uh, our listeners Wait, won't 96. see this. 96. The, the poster for the film is John Travolta doing this. Oh, oh Michael. No, Phenomenon. Yep, Phenomenon. Oh, fuck. Um, and it made uh, $8 million. The What was third place? Let me give you a hint. Um, I think actually we mentioned it already, this po- this podcast. 96. Maybe we didn't. Waterworld. <laughs> um, but Denzel. Fallen? Maybe we didn't. Fallen? Nope. Meg Ryan. Oh, Courage Under Fire? Courage Under Fire. Did we not mention that? No, we we didn't. Uh, Fourth place was, uh, let me give you, (laughs) Eddie Murphy. 96 Eddie Murphy? 90 Professor. Chubby Eddie Murphy, yep. (laughs) Chubby Eddie Murphy. Uh, Fourth place, I don't know. Oh, you said fourth place. Sorry, fifth place. I don't know if I've heard of this. Um, let me give you the hint because I don't. Joe Black. <laughs> uh, after a tragic car accident that kills his yep, wife, Joe Black. discovers he can communicate with the dead, and he uses that gift to con people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one who could stop it from killing the living and the dead. Oh, I know this, but what is it? Read that one more time. Um, Michael J. Fox is in this. The Frighteners. Yep. Ooh. Uh, that was opening weekend. That one at the box office. Uh, the next one: two prisoners chained together, uh, life flee during an escape attempt gone bad. Life. Nope. Eddie, Eddie Murphy and Martin Short or Martin <laughs> Martin Short, Martin uh, Lawrence. God, I would love to see that movie. <laughs> nope. I will give you a hint though. Uh, this film stars the great Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> 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 Lawrence Fishburne and Will Patton. Oh, I don't even know what this is. Fair Game? Never heard of this film at all. It is called no, that's... Fled. 
No. Oh yeah, I, I don't know. That. It no, also Fair Game is, uh, I believe, uh, a Baldwin brother and uh, Cindy Crawford from nineteen eighty eight. Yes, that's true. And then uh, Multiplicity was seven. Then Kazam was eight. But the Multiplicity fair. open at number seven. Yeah. Wow. Because wow. well, okay, so Michael Keaton, his star was not what it was. I mean, he was that's a true. No, no star, but he, but not around that time. I I, he, couldn't, he, I couldn't even tell you. It's not that he was persona non grata, but yeah, Batman Returns is ninety two. Yeah, he hadn't done much. Yeah, I can't even. I mean, yeah. There's, so there's a few years there. I can't even tell you what he did in between. My there, life, really. probably. You know, which is obviously he was maybe more character driven. A couple of movies and yeah. so uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you much ado about nothing was in nineteen ninety three. Yeah, my life was in nineteen ninety three. The paper, have you seen? Oh, that? actually, oh, I really I like the, the paper. paper. The paper that was a Ron wait, Howard wait, film. Wait, wait yeah. have you seen that? I don't know if I have. Oh, dude, uh, nineteen ninety four. Are you serious? Like, is Randy Quaid? I'm not joking. Randy Quaid. Oh, Michael Keaton, Glenn, Glenn Close, Close, Marissa Tomei, yeah. Randy Quaid, and Robert Duvall. About a paper, yeah. uh, getting it right or wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. It was nominated for Best uh, I love that movie. A song from Make Up Your Mind. Have you really not seen it? Because I will- I, I honestly I, don't remember it. No. no, we're going to watch it. It's I, very um, good. And then uh, in 1994, Brett, he also- I own that on physical media. So did do I. a film called Speechless. Do you guys know that one? No. Michael Keaton, uh, yeah, Gina I, Davis, I, Bonnie Bedelia, Ernie Hudson, and Christopher Reeve. I think that was an HBO movie, wasn't it? Bonnie Bedelia from Die Hard fame? Good for her. That's <laughs> Die Hard's wife. Die Hard's wife. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really, I actually, I'm not surprised you know that. Because I've never heard of Bonnie Bedelia. Um, Holly McLean. And then Multiplicity, and then Inventing the Abbots, Jackie Brown, Desperate Measures, Out of Sight, Jack Frost. So did you like Multiplicity? I did. I, I just... I, I guess I didn't. I know you love this film. I didn't love it, but I did like it. Yeah, I think it's really funny. I like it a lot. I had actually there is a GIF from this movie that I use uh, constantly because it's just it's one of the best uses of this gesture ever. And it's Michael Keaton doing the the jerk off motion. Like, give oh me yep. fuck, give me you've, a fucking no. Break. I'm pretty sure you've shared that. Oh, I'm sure. I have. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love that so is much. It, is it because the, the copy of the copy is a bit problematic in 2023? It, there is a little it's bit. A little of, that. There, there, I watched. If, I if you watched rewatch this, it, there's. I watched even this film in the even in the kind of about a, about a year ago. I watched this film again, and honestly, as much as I know it's a period of it's, it's a t- you know it, it took place in that time and blah blah blah. It is hard to you know reconcile that a bit. To be there's fair, some of it. there's some of it. They yep. never used the R word. No, which is honestly in 1996, you think Surprising. they would? I'm not joking. Because guess what? Also, they used the R word in Waterworld. <laughs> but also, I don't. I don't think they use the gay F word either. No, they don't. And so that is progress for back then, for sure. Also, hidden gem in that film, Eugene Levy. Yes, yep. did not Fan recognize fucking like, for a second, and, and I'm like, oh, that guy, is a young that Eugene Levy, supposed to come. Oh no, I thought you talked about last week. Yeah. being this, he's perfect. But it's so weird though, because his 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 accent is kind of Italian. It's, like, he's trying to play like <laughs> yes. his, he's got an unbuttoned shirt. His 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 hamburger meter is on display. Yeah, I'm like he's kind of Italian, but like, not really. Very Jewish, <laughs> Eugene Levy, Jewish Levy's Italian. Play. <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, the other film I, I watched, I, I will say I did like it better, was mm. Master and Commander, uh, The Far Side of the World. And that's something that your best friend Ben gave you. Uh, starring Russell Crowe and Paul Bettany. Um, Isn't it great? Fighting Against Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Napoleon. 
Um, it is it is a fun film. It's so fun. I was hoping it was a true story. It is not. <laughs> it's not. Um, but what a great film. But I, I, I love, and I love the chemistry of the two uh, main actors. It literally, I mean, there's obviously other actors, but it is just those two. It's a character study between yep, two men. Um, eating up screen, yep. doing, uh, you know, some incredible acting. I am... I've I've said it on this podcast before. I am deathly afraid of space and sea. Um, but again, I still space love this and film. Sea. Space <laughs> and sea. Uh, and it, it was just so much fun. Also, if you love war strategy films, yeah, it's it's so much fun there. So it's it, there, there's a, a part of it that is also tactician. exactly where you're and like, what are they going to do? Paul Bettany's character. So there's a little mystery to ex- it. Explain a bit to the the listener because this is an older movie that maybe not a lot of people have seen. So it's set in the early 1800s, I would guess, um, and it is the HMS Surprise, um, and Russell Crowe is the captain of this ship. And he has his best friend, his trusted companion, um, and it's a surgeon played by Paul Bettany. And man of science. Yep. And they are ordered to, you know, Napoleon has taken over the world, um, and they are ordered to capture a powerful like vessel from the French uh, navy that is, you know, essentially tied to Napoleon. And it's all about them trying to find this vessel. And and in the meanwhile. Uh- Paul Bettany is like, can we stop at this place and so I can collect specimens? Exactly. And like that's what he's all about, right? And 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 his best friend being Russell Crowe, Russell wants to accommodate that to a certain point. Because at this point in our civilization's kind of, you know, formation, they're still doing cartography. They're still and, and trying you can, to you can like, become world this famous. This is Charles Darwin for, for going discoveries. to Galapagos exactly. type of thing. And yeah. so um, that dichotomy is incredible to me yep. where Russell Crowe's character has to honestly my best friend who I love to death wants this thing and I have to serve the greater good here. How do I do this? Also a great gift com- uh, gift comes from this film as well. Go on. Russell Crowe looking out the window. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Leaning out. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, if you're on your phone right now, just go to the, 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 the gift, gift menu factory and uh, Russell Crowe lean and you're going to mm. get that one. Yeah. So I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I, I did. I enjoyed this film a lot. Good. I'm glad you loved Multiplicity too. It was like, uh, so yeah. Let's do. Let's talk about some trailers before we before we go. And uh, Ben, your voice sounds like it's it's just ready and raring ready for, to go ready, for ready, 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 for a, sing, for a trailer song. song. Yeah, you're exactly it's sultry. Right. It's sultry. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh, uh, you really want this? To Nate, sing? do you want to sing a trailer song? I don't really have one in mind right now. Are you sure? Yeah, you're really good at it. Go ahead. Oh my gosh, trailers. Trailers. That's trailers. <laughs> we like some trailers. They like us back. We want to see some new movies. Let's not attack. <laughs> but we'll watch some trailers. Right now we'll talk. <laughs> I like to watch trailers. What? M- ML player MLB players balk? <laughs> You can make that good, right? For those of you that don't know, that's a reference to So I Married an Axe Murderer. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's talk about a couple trailers. Uh, the first one we'll talk about is a... Ben, you're going to love this because it's for a new series on oh. Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> you just had to. You a TV lo- show. Yeah, a TV show. I will admit that I thought this was a movie and when I heard it was a series, or sorry, when I saw it was a series, 
the production value is so good that I'm like, all right, fine. Yeah, and this one is pro- Apple TV. This this one that to be fair actually is pretty appropriate because it's uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters and it is tied to the more recent Godzilla and King Kong oh, movies. It looks like they're just yeah. Doing there it. is some continuation for some of this, right? Oh, but, for sure. This is this is inherently tied into the fabric canon, of right? what has been established the right? of yeah of Godzilla and Kong Skull Island and this and all is that just stuff. like they they shot a six hour movie and cut it into episodes. Though. That's yeah, the, like. the production quality looks that is, fantastic. That is a lot of TV shows. Mm. True, uh, but yeah, the production quality looks very good. Uh, we've got Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell, and they are playing the same character just in different time periods, which is very cool. I'm glad they're finally utilizing the Russells in that way. Um, Wyatt Russell is fantastic. Kurt Russell is a legend, as we all know, and of course, Godzilla is here for the fun. Never well. ages. <laughs> um, you see a little bit of John Goodman here as well, uh, reprising his uh, character yeah. from every Home time School I see Island. him, I think if he if and when. The good old John Goodman dies. It's going to be a really sad day. It will me. be. It will. Because I Wait, love when him When he so pops up with anything, you hear his voice and you're like, yes. I don't want to live in a world without John Goodman. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah, this is a, just a quick teaser, uh, but I really like what this is selling so far. I'm I'm very I'm interested you, to see, see what this is going to be like. For me, um, the MonsterVerse movies have been hit or miss with yeah. a little more hit than miss. Um, I think the first Godzilla is pretty dang good, but I don't love it. Uh, I think that Godzilla King of the Monsters had a lot of potential, but it kind of missed the mark. Um, that trailer that they did for King, King of the Monsters is one of the best trailers I've ever seen. And that's why it's a little... Yeah. I mean, we talked about this, Brad. You and I, and I don't know how you feel about this, Nate, but we we have the ability to be very let down with a movie if the trailer was so good yeah. and the movie's not that good. Yeah. It's like, good job marketing, but it, fuck. Absolutely. You tricked us. Uh, Kong Skull Island, I loved. Loved. Uh, and Godzilla vs. Kong is pretty damn good, I think. A lot of fun. Skull um, Island is probably the, the top for me. I yeah, I really I, like that movie. I agree. I agree for sure. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited to see uh, wh- where this goes and exactly. So are they bringing about. in Kong as well to this or no? So I don't. I'm not sh- entirely sure how uh, that's that'll going. Be the, that'll be the teaser at the end of the sixth episode. Yeah, for a second season. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, if that's supposed to be a surprise or something like that. I'm sure this is probably more so about filling in the gaps of other monsters that have existed stuff that monarch knows about because there's a, there's a tease in credit scenes and like in between the the past set movies and the modern uh, set movies where monarch has obviously encountered several other monsters that we haven't really seen properly on the big screen yet let me read the premise from the wikipedia page it says following the epic battle between godzilla and the mutus or the mutos that leveled san francisco and the shocking revelation that monsters are real two siblings following in their father's footsteps uncover their family's connection to the secretive organization known as monarch Clues lead them into the world of monsters and ultimately down the rabbit hole to an army officer, Lee Shaw, taking place in the 1950s and half a century later where Monarch is threatened by what Shaw knows. The dramatic saga spanning three generations reveals buried secrets and the ways the epic earth shattering events can reverberate through our lives. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, I, I, I think agree. this is going to be great. I love that premise. Apple love- loves throwing money at TV shows, so I'm curious to see how much they throw at this one. And It should be pretty cool. Uh, the other trailer that we watched is called No One Will Save You, uh, and this is a movie that is directed by Brian Duffield. Uh, he also wrote it. He, he also did another movie called Spontaneous, which I've heard is very good, but I haven't watched yet, and I'm going to very soon. Uh, but Brian Duffield is also responsible for writing some other movies that hopefully you've seen, and if you haven't, you should seek them out. Uh, Love and Monsters. Love 
Love a Monster. Love Monster is fantastic. Great film. Yeah, it came it. out during the pandemic. If it you've got, not seen this, it is so good. Yeah, I it is very, film. very good. Um, there's literally no way you put the like we put this on not knowing what it was. Yep. And within ten minutes, I was like, okay. Yeah. It it, it is a quintessential pandemic film for me. There weren't there wasn't a lot coming out at that point because mm-hmm. we're all home. It came out and it kept me entertained. Yeah, I watched so it like good. five times. So yeah, good. I think it's very good. Uh, and he also um, wrote the script for Underwater. Have you guys seen that? I have not. Oh, I might have to assign that to you. It is a an underwater. Uh, Wait, is it? Is it Kristen uh, Stewart? Oh, sorry, yeah. I did see that. Oh, I, did, I did not see that. So I liked it a lot. I, know, I liked it a lot. Yeah, too. it's yeah. it's like Alien underwater. It's very it good. Is, and also see uh, in space. Kristen Stewart was the turn off when I when I. But she's very good. No, at no, it. no but that was oh, Kristen Stewart. Then I, that was like the first time I saw her in a film where I was like, oh shit, maybe she's not the problem. Have you seen Spencer? No, I like. Spencer have you a lot. seen The Babysitter? I haven't seen the babysitter. I have heard it it's is very good, so though. good. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised you haven't. I saw it, and it's kind of a slasher film. Yeah, and I might oh, wait, have yes. that to you uh, on the Netflix. Horror film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I saw uh, Samara Weaving's in it. Yep. Very good. Yeah, I have to watch that still. But yeah, so this is from Brian Duffield, who did those movies. Uh, it's all uh, Caitlin Deaver, who was in Booksmart. And man, I love this fucking trailer. Uh, no dialogue relies heavily on tension and sound effects. Uh, it builds plenty of suspense. It is a great tease. I haven't felt this excited about how um, an alien invasion movie was teased probably since like signs and and that's kind of a a little bit of what vibe this has almost like a a 10 cloverfield lane meets signs kind of movie also when yeah this looks terrifying to me remember when you when you saw the trailer for a quiet place yeah you know that's a good one it was very similar to that because no dialogue Mm -hmm. um not not super happy with the last five seconds of it because they reveal a little too much much, but i will say that i'll forgive them because they need to appeal to mass audiences so that's what mass audiences are going to want yeah so but but, uh wow wow, though yeah yeah this looks very cool uh nate what do you think i know you you've got your alien sphere Uh, space and sea yeah um space and sea um This looks great. This trailer was terrifying. I'm not kidding you. This trailer was suspenseful. It was like a mini film. It was so well done. The the film looks great. Um, so, so I complain all the time. That I might I even see this based on the trailer. I don't want to. You know, I I don't like scary movies. I don't want to see the whole movie in a trailer. Right. And so when they go on too long and they kind of give you the whole plot, this did a great job of being a longer trailer without doing any of that. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. I don't know the whole plot. Yeah. Um, but, it, but it is. But it still wasn't a it teaser looked, to me. It, it was looked, a full trailer. The person that edited the trailer, though, it is a beautiful trailer. Like, it is yeah. just well done. Look it's like a mini up. film. Give them an Academy Award. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very excited to see that. This is going to be- It looks a- scary, though. It looks really scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I can't I was scared, and I'm like, this must be an R-rated film. It's a PG-13 Buddy, film. I will come over. I'll watch this with you. Okay, but you're probably trying to scare me, and I don't love that either. <laughs> you mean like when your friend creeps down behind and a car in the though. driveway and <laughs> as I'm walking into my house? Yeah. So this is going to be on Hulu uh, on September 22nd. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, so watch Vacation Friends 2. <laughs> and, and no one will save you. And funnily enough, that's that's the warning before you watch Vacation Friends 2. Yeah. I don't know if we no said this, but uh, Monarch uh, Legacy of Monsters comes out November 17th. On there you go. Yeah. yeah, we got a little time to wait for that one. So Guys, we did it. I love movies. Uh, I think they're okay. So, listener, uh, we, are, we are flirting with the idea of, sometime soon, doing a full episode. And then, half an hour afterwards playing just a long version of the Leonard Maltin game. This is something we're working on. I would love to do it, but we want to hear from you. Would you prefer just one full episode, an hour and a half, and we just do it? 
or do you like the segment idea of doing a full podcast and then, hey, if you want to stick around afterwards, we'll just do this. Because I really want to do it. And I want to know from you. I want to hear. I want to hear all of it. Well, there you go. Also, uh, we did get a voicemail that you're going to put in our, our episode this, yes. this week as well, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, we can. Uh, this will serve as our intro. Yeah, we got, we got a very important voicemail. Um, I can't believe this happened. Yeah, a very, uh, a very famous filmmaker, um, oh. and you're going to want to hear what he has to say. Uh, it, was, it was a compliment honored. and an honor uh, honored. To, hear, to hear from this man, and uh, yeah, let's, let's play that right now. Hello, Ben, Brad, and Nate. This is acclaimed director and famed nihilist Werner Herzog. I'm calling to congratulate you on another fine podcast. As we know, life is a rotting crow in the parking lot of an elementary school. And we, the dream makers, are the maggots picking clean the carcass to expose the beauty beneath. I, of course, do this through my of the application of authorship and directing, and you through amateur podcasts. The summer phenomenon Barbenheimer has shown American audiences are ready to explore dark existential themes through the lens of absurdity, and the time is ripe for Go Fix Yourself, the musical. Please spend the next six months coming up with a catalog of fantastic songs while I begin the pre-preparation for our beginning project, Phase 2. Also. It wouldn't kill you guys to do a little bit of talking about Frasier. It is a great show. Herzog out. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, it I'm takes touched. You, takes your breath away. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel it right here in my heart. Thank you uh, to Werner Herzog for, for calling in and just expressing you know, how much you appreciate and it. If any of our other fans or directors or actors want to leave us a voicemail, it is one of our favorite things. Here are some people I would like to uh, request... <laughs> Call in, uh, please. Uh, Christopher Walken. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Would love to hear from him. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, while we're at for it, sure. I think. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Uh, who, who else would be fun to hear from? I feel like uh, anybody, uh, if anybody wants to call in and just, you know. Al Pacino. George W. Bush. That will be fun. Yeah. Love I, to hear him. Yeah. It's a weird request for this kind of podcast, <laughs> but sure. I would, I would be down to hear that. Nope. Joe Pesci. Of course, I'd love to hear from Joe Pesci. Yeah, who wouldn't want to hear from yeah. Joe Pesci? Um, I feel like we should probably hear from Sandra Bernhard. <laughs> uh, I'd like to hear from from uh, James Stewart. If James <laughs> Jimmy Stewart wants to call in, uh, that that would be great. And uh, Don Knotts. <laughs> let's uh, let's hear from here. If if any of you are listening out there, some of you I think are dead. Uh, but, but please leave a message. You can call from the grave. You get yeah, a call. from beyond the you grave. Call. We know how channels work uh, between the, uh, life and death. So, yeah, pl- any of those people want to call in, feel free to, to send a message. <laughs> we would, no, but seriously, we would love that. Yeah, no, seriously. It would be a really It gives us so much joy. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And as always, uh, smash that uh, like and subscribe button. It's, Share it's, the it's podcast right too. Yeah. Let other people know yeah. if they love films. We, we, we love you so much. Yeah, we love, and we love doing this for I'm going to go you. rest my fucking voice. Oh, uh, yeah, you're so, so. It hurts so much right now. You're so poor. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man, that hurt to say. Well, uh, Brad. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?